Um, so I guess we're back. <laughs> feels weird. It feels unnatural. Yeah, it does. Um, <laughs> what? Go ahead. So we are recording from our guest room, which I guess it's kind of cool that we have a guest room. <laughs> How do you feel about that, Michael? Uh, yeah, I feel things about it. Lots of things. What can what can you <laughs> can you elaborate about that? Um, we moved into a new place, like for November. Basically, since we stopped recording, life was just kind of crazy for a while. Yeah. Um, the live show. That was the last one, right? Yeah. So the live show was our last show. And I guess what we can do here is just talk about like what we've been up to while we took a break. You want me to start or you want to go? Uh, I guess you start. Oh, God. So hmm, right before we took a Sorry, I'm motioning to Mike that he has to actually talk into the microphone. I am not very, look. I'm very hey, rusty. Come on, man. I'm very rusty. It's been a long time. Not like look away from the microphone. <laughs> oh, I was looking longingly off in the distance to remember, you know, May. It's so long ago now. Uh, well, let's see. We were recording once a month, twice a month. I had booked a spot in a data science immersive learning Python programming because... My, my, uh, I don't know. How, how real do I want to get? I, I don't know. So I guess something that we'll mention is we had kind of a short conversation about how personal we were going to get on this kind of catch up episode. So I guess you get real and then I'll get real too. Uh, yeah, I had worked some projects in Excel doing some data stuff and it's wasn't great or consistent work. So I went and got some more training. Um, so basically from nine to five all summer from May to September, I was in a classroom learning how to program and do data science things with statistics and stuff after, you know, a long career in political science. <laughs> I mean, uh, a long illustrious career as a scientist. <laughs> so that, that then in October I interviewed for jobs and started a job at the right after Thanksgiving so far doing consulting for the government. It's been good. Pretty good. Yeah. Pretty good. I mean, I feel like I'm, you know, I'm working with the government, so I'm part of that 95% population of D.C. that works with adjacent to or for the government. Yeah, and while all of that was happening, we were um, closing on our first home that we owned together. Mm -hmm. um, we were <laughs> trying to get out of a tiny little shoebox apartment in Capitol Hill um, and moving our first recording studio. Yeah. Our, our first recording studio. And we, uh, had to renovate this whole place cause it was a hellhole. <laughs> um, and we, uh, mo moved in and it's been, I'm, well, we now live in a different part of town that is not as exciting. <laughs> That's a little sleepier. It's it's that's a tiny a bit sleepier, I guess. White milk toast. Yeah, and that's been a, an adjustment. <laughs> um, I I also so I guess I'll just I'll talk about what I've been up to. What is that noise? Is that rusty? 
Okay, sorry. We had to pause for a second because there were weird noises coming from our bedroom. And something that they don't tell you in podcast school is um, when you podcast about true crime um, and you hear weird noises in your house, you start to believe that there is for sure a murderer in the next room with a machete coming to get you. That's a stereotype. The machete. Uh, A stereotype of what? Murderers. Well, I mean, I, I, I don't want to sound like not PC or whatever, but um, I didn't get into this business not to offend murderers. That's that's true. That's true. You asked me earlier or yesterday if you should email a murderer in prison or not. I I recommended you to do it with your heart. Well, I wasn't going to email him. I was going to call him, and you said oh. absolutely not, <laughs> Natalie Levy. I don't make the rules. Um, so, uh, I guess back to what we were talking about. Um. So it's May. Yeah. We do a live show. This is so weird. I'm like nervous now. Um, so over the summer, I was going through, I guess what is, what I have really started to, um, acknowledge was like the worst depression of my life. Um, it was really hard getting all emotional um yeah it was really hard mike was out of the house a lot um my work was not what i wanted it to be um i missed a lot about our lives uh in california and in florida um and like i i just i thinking back on it like was very triggered around that time. Um, it's so weird because I can. Sorry, our dogs are are like making noises over here. Billy, do you want to get get on the bed? She has to be invited up. On, get get on the bed. Come on. There she is. I didn't post. <laughs> um, yeah, I I remember like really specifically being super triggered by this movie that came out around that time, and like it's weird because I didn't think about it until afterwards. But it was it was like this weird cycle or like spiral that I went into where I watched this film about really sad girls and then it like started a really destructive pattern of thinking in my head um, where like I (sighs) – so when I was younger, I – I did not have like a happy um, adolescence or childhood. Um, And so I think for a long time, I thought of myself as a sad girl. Um, And then I saw this movie where I really identified with these characters. And then all of a sudden it was like, I couldn't stop it. Like I was right back where I had been like years ago. And I think because we are in a stable, happy relationship. (laughs) It's good to know. (laughs) I... I thought like I was I'm fine now. Like I'm safe and I'm fine. Um and that I don't know. And it just it was like a perfect storm for me not to be safe or fine or healthy. Um so I started going to therapy and I think I made the right decision and like not recording anymore because 
it was a it's it, it's not that making the show is a bummer it's not a bummer i love it i love telling these stories um i just it's draining yeah I, yeah i just wasn't in a place where like it was healthy or the right thing to do um and if i recall like you had written half of this episode yeah and i had done research to do like a reverse episode and we just didn't record for a while. I was really busy, so, you know, we didn't think about it. And then next thing we knew, it was October, basically, and we hadn't done anything. Yeah, and by then, I think I was, like, just in full numb mode. It started to get better in October, right? That's what you were yeah. saying. Um, I mean, you I, – I think you – are a good husband so you definitely realize like something was wrong but it's weird because at least for me like when I am depressed it's it's hard it's hard to explain to people because I have a great life um I have a wonderful husband who loves me and two fat greedy dogs um <laughs> and a job that I enjoy going to um so it's real it's really hard to justify like why you go to therapy every week and sob for 30 minutes. <laughs> and and then it also didn't help that I hated my therapist. <laughs> oh god. That is true. <laughs> why 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 are you looking like that, Michael? Um I don't know. Yeah, but you you didn't like your therapist. No, I told you I was like, go go find another one or you know whatever. Yeah, and, and then I'm stubborn, it, and I say like, no, I'm gonna make it work with this therapist either, I don't like. Either the two things you had to say about him really in your sessions there were either I don't really like this guy, or I feel really bad for this guy, and I'd say why, and you go, I just show up every week and cry for a half hour and then go home. Yeah, like I wouldn't let him get in a word edgewise. Like literally, I would sit down, and he would. Like, just say, like, hey, how you doing this week? And I would be, like, <laughs> like, immediately launching into just open sobbing at 8.30 in the morning for half an hour. And it was weird because I also – I don't remember crying that often outside of therapy last year. I wouldn't say any more than you usually – well, I mean, I, I remember cry. you crying at a lot of random – commercials and tv shows and but I feel looking like I at do me that anyway the, the volume is more probably yeah and i think so i don't know i mean i don't know to me what i mostly remember is like long periods of going into our bedroom and just being alone you were alone a lot more than you had been in a while because yeah. i wasn't home very often well well not but like even when you were home i wasn't really available no but I, but that's not what i'm saying oh what are you saying i'm saying that like even when you were home i wanted to be alone that's true i didn't want like which is weird cuz you weren't you were never home so when you were home i was just like closing the door and sitting by myself which at the time i think i felt like i was doing what was right for me, but in retrospect, was probably kind of destructive because I, because it would, I would just fall back into these loops of like, I was sad. And so I just wanted to surround myself with like media 
about other people who were sad. And but not other people who were who had been sad and were healthy now, like people who were sick. Like I just wanted to watch movies about sick, sad girls all the time and and read books about women who were depressed or suffering from eating disorders. And like I and I didn't want to I didn't want to do anything else. I just I wanted to be in this like weird sad cocoon that I had built for myself. Do we want to talk about our lives since that period? So recording this episode is appearing to um, be way more difficult than we anticipated. Like we have one dog who won't move out from in front of the computer. We're being very lax with them. We let both of them on the bed. I don't really know why. They look so pathetic. It really is that they like look up at you and they look so pathetic and sad. And I just, I don't know what it is. It breaks my, it breaks my ugly heart. Okay. So you asked about our life since then, I guess you mean like since you started feeling better or since we started talking about doing the show again or when we bought a house or when I got a job, which, which one? All, all, all of the above. That's so much stuff. I know that, but okay. we're catching the so we're catching the listeners after up. After crying in a psychologist, right? Psychologist. Which one is the one that? Yeah, psychologist. Yeah, that's what I thought. Okay, they're crying in a psychologist's office for two however long straight. You started feeling better, and then I was out of the program and did a hackathon and got recruited from there. Started a new job, but right before then, we moved into the place we bought, which had to get remodeled. And we've been getting settled in here ever since. And that's, I guess, when we started really, like, talking about the show again. So much of this recording is just going to be unusable. Um, yeah, I know. But <laughs> I think most of our recordings are unusable. And then people You're, listen to it. Are you Googling things while I'm talking right No. Now? This isn't – what are you reading? I, I just I, what are you reading? I I just I I was just looking up some pertinent information about what to about our lives about what this conversation <laughs> what is it skip it no no Move come on. on record it what were you looking up I I just I'm gonna make a PSA at the end of this and I was trying to find the 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 information hotline. that I needed maybe hotline bling champagne poppy. Okay, so you know what we haven't talked about this whole time? You are holding that mic so precariously close to your mouth. It's just going to be all breathing. (laughs) (laughs) I'm the one who has to edit these. Okay. So do you know what we have not... Jesus Christ, Natalie. You haven't even talked about yet, though. What? We've covered what our lives were like up until now. It's good. We figured it out. Have we? It was. It's gonna be eighty degrees in DC in February tomorrow. Oh my tomorrow. freaking god! Anyways, uh, the weather. That's what people want to hear. Wow, we're not good. How did? So he, what I'm getting at in a very slow, long ways. I don't. I just talked about the weather. I don't know how we had fans, but somehow, despite us disappearing in I May, don't know. with no communication for about it feels like three months. Yeah. Which is something in September. We had people on Twitter and Facebook. Checking in to see what was going on with us. Yeah, that was really nice, guys. I, I, I don't know if, like, it matters, but I feel like that really helped me through a hard time. Just hearing from people, like, knowing awesome. that 
people gave a shit about the show and didn't hate us for being the worst. <laughs> I mean, we're just the way we are. Can't really do anything about it <laughs> We're just it as the spaghetti monster in the sky made us. Ramen. Anyways. Um, yeah, and maybe let's talk about some changes to the show. I wasn't done giving the fans a shout out. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. God, she doesn't, she she doesn't like him. you guys. That's not true. I'm your favorite host. Anyways. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And so we got, got to talking about it. We kept getting more messages. And then it's just a matter of, all right, we got to finish researching this episode. And I think that's something that made it hard to get the show going back in the summer was the level of research it takes. To produce an episode. So, and so, okay. The, okay. Let me, let me back up. Something that we also get complimented the most on is the level of research that I do. And that's probably because I am a anxiety riddled, obsessive mess. Um, Not you. <laughs> um, and so like I hear a story that I find interesting and then I just want to find out every single thing about that story. Um, but with this particular two-parter that we're going to release um probably when we release this episode it was very hard because the the way that I was doing my research I think for the first time ever I was like reading an entire book dedicated specifically to these murders um but also every single resource online was very skimpy on information um so this is probably going to be a more obscure one, but one that I found really, really fascinating. It was just that getting through all of the the research felt like a really slow, like almost waterlogged process. I wouldn't know much about that. I know that you wouldn't know much about that, Michael. You don't do any fucking research. I'm the, I'm the looks. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Oh, I quit. Bring bring Ariane back. Bring Rebecca back. Replace Mike. Where's where, get Alba and Jen up here? Well, Alba and Jen and I were talking about starting a podcast. Big shout out to Alba and Jen from episode. I don't remember which episode it was. The Family Annihilator. The the Bradford Bishop episode. Um, that was a messed up story, man. It wasn't good. I still think about that guy. What if he's still alive, just hanging out? That's why you don't call them in prison, Natalie. Well, you know, sometimes you got to do what you got to do. When you, when you emailed the cow kid. Oh, my God. Our dogs are over here just... It's like they have terrible lives. So, you know the scene in Oliver Twist? Which one? I don't know. I the, never saw that movie. The, please, sir. Can I have some more? Of the kid with the gruel? Yes. That's sure. literally the way the dogs look at you all the time. I know. They're so, there's something so like sad and loving, but also really rude about it. Like. Because you know they're not that, they're not one for attention. They get plenty no. of attention. Like. They get so much attention. They get this really good, gross smelling fish organic food that makes their coats all shiny and lustrous. <laughs> um, Billy <laughs> is such a f- fat blob. She was on serious painkillers still recently. And she was on very serious opioids. And they just, they're so ungrateful, both of them. They're, they live a real upper, upper middle class life, real yuppies. Okay, so. So what else we got to cover? Oh, the uh, changes, so changes to the, to show, the show. Slash future ventures from the part-time podcast uh, corporation. Yeah. Um, so 
firstly, I think let's talk about like outreach and how you can talk to us. I think we might put the kibosh on the Detective Society Twitter. Maybe you guys just come find us because I got really tired of handling that thing. Um, <laughs> I think we might pause Patreon for a little bit while we figure out how we want to. It's been on this whole time. It's been on. Um, hey, contributors. Thank oh, you so much. We have zero contributors at this point. Oh, thank God. Yeah, I, I was like, Jesus Christ. I felt so bad about that. Um, I think we're just going to try to like figure it out, navigate what we think is doable. Um, definitely try to do, uh, either one episode on one episode off of like regular episodes or murder, murder free minisodes. Um, or like just, I don't know. I, I, me and Jen and Alba talked about maybe starting a podcast today. You and I have talked a long time about trying to do something a little bit more lighthearted. So I'm not like a, just I, it's weird because I've gotten this reputation now at work, like the girl who likes murder. And I'm like, I don't like murder. That's the whole point of the show. Listen to the damn show. I don't like murder. But it is fascinating. It's an unfair justification. So if you're the girl who likes murder, what am I? The husband who just placates his wife. <laughs> so if I was a superhero, you'd call me the placator. Oh. Oh, the placator. That sounds like the worst like superhero. That. Like the bad guy shows up and they want to take over the city and I goes, okay, hold on. No, what no. What if you just take over this part for no, now? I think it just sounds like a guy who is a little bit more diplomatic about dealing with villains. <laughs> like, okay, you can't murder all these people in Gotham City. Maybe you play The Sims and, you know, murder all those people. Bye. Putting him in a room, deleting the door, and do you want to talk about fireworks. the terrible ways that you killed your sims? That was just my one way. Which what was it? Put him in a room, delete the door, and then give them a bunch of fireworks. That's messed up, Mike. They're all messed up. What would I? I guess because I never killed my sims. They did pee their pants a lot, though. I'm sure you sims. tortured them in ways. I didn't. I just always wanted to have them make whoopee. They make that whoopee noise in the Pervert. little heart bed. Jesus. I was like nine. I didn't know what online pornography was yet. I still don't. Listen. I just Google porns. Wait, which Sims did you play? <laughs> you played like Sims 1? Or I the Sims, right? Sims. You weren't nine. I played whatever Girl, the you first Sims that. was. Yeah, you were probably closer to 12. No. You were between 10 and 12 for sure. I don't think so. All right, Don. Because I remember what the house looked like when I played The Sims. Okay. It was early days. Okay. Okay. So that's the changes. This has all been a interesting return because I feel like I don't have anything that I know what to say anymore in these microphones. Well, we're also holding our microphones. So also because we're in our guest room, we're just sitting on the bed recording this. So if the sound quality is terrible. Dante Stoke style. Just blame Mike, I guess. Because that's where how we recorded the, the Dante Stokes episode. Yeah, I know. Well, they might not know that. Okay. Well, this is some real be, like, insider real shit. Deep you guys fans are getting, of the show have been like, oh, wait, no, Dante Stokes they said they were in their bed. They're in their bed again. Dante Stokes. But we're not in our bed. We're in the dang guest oh room. God. Our dogs in are on here. Bed. I can't I don't know. stop looking at Billy. She looks like. <laughs> guys, man, let's just cancel the show. We no, quit as podcasters. Mike, we're going to turn my microphone in. I, I don't did know what I'm doing. I did all that dang anymore. research. All right, fine. We'll put out the two episodes we have in the can. How about that? 
I mean, those might be our last two episodes. Never take life for granted, guys. Oh, our sign-off. We forgot about our new sign-off. Oh, yeah. Our new sign-off. What, what is it? Our new sign-off is something to the... I don't know. We're still workshopping it. But I, the gist is, I love you guys. Thanks for listening. This might be our last show. Peace. Just yeah, for but, every show from now but on. But if we get murdered, you'll definitely hear about it. Yeah, that's how you'll know we got murdered because there'll be a show. We're gonna there, they, there will be an episode. We're gonna contractually obligate uh, Alba and Jen to record. Oh, no, it. Billy and Rusty will record it. They're the experts. They've seen us record every episode. I think there's not. Just for sniff noises. Here, look, Rusty. You wanna... <laughs> Billy. They're just slowly backing away, and then come here. No interest. No interest in the microphone. All right, guys. From all the cast and crew here at Detective Society, it's great to be back. Thank you for listening. And thank you for continuing to listen. However, this could be our last show. Any of them could be. From this point forward, that's how we're approaching it. (laughs) I feel like that's not a great sign-off. Bubba love and ding-dong.